Boo my dudes, this is just a notification that Gatsy on Goosebumps will be continuing after I've re-uploaded all of my original 62 Goosebumps reviews, one of which you're about to listen to. So stay subscribed and if you're on Instagram, follow me at goosebumps.podcast for updates about the new direction of this crazy show that I'm so flattered so many people like listening to. On with today's show and uh, don't get uh, too scared, please. Beware the ghost who barks in the dark. And beware the pervert who lurks in a park. If you wish to wet your pants with fright, listen to Gatsby on Goosebumps tonight! Oh, you fool, accelerate! The light is green! Good morning, gamers. Welcome back to the premiere. Goosebumps show on my channel, Getsy on Goosebumps, in which I read and review every single Goosebumps book from Arrow Stan's original series. Today we're looking at Goosebumps number 57, My Best Friend's Invisible. There's the question of how can you make an invisible character appear on your front cover and make it interesting. And I think this is pretty good. I don't think it's necessarily scary, but it makes you think, ooh, cool. What's, what's happening here? And that goes along very well with the garish uh, decor uh, the main character has got going on in his kitchen here. Uh, pink and blue color scheme is the scariest thing on this cover. Tagline is not seeing is believing. Sorry, the tagline is not seeing is believing. It sounded like I said the tagline is not seeing is believing, but that's technically true because the tagline isn't seeing is believing. The tagline is not seeing is believing. And the blurb reads as follows. He's out of sight. For real. Cool. <laughs> Sammy Jacobs is into ghosts and science fiction. Not exactly the smartest hobby, at least if you ask Sammy's parents. They're research scientists and they only believe in real science. But now Sammy's met someone who's totally unreal. He, he hangs 10 all the time. He's hanging out in Sammy's room and eating his cereal at breakfast. Sammy's got to find a way to get rid of his new friend. Only problem is Sammy's new friend is invisible. Probably could have got that from the title. Essentially most of the plot is Sammy trying to deal with this, this invisible friend who rocked up out of nowhere and really wants to be Sammy's best friend but is like ruining his life. His name's Brent Green, I think he has a he has a name, and um, man, he just he just wants to be friends with Sammy, but he keeps stuffing it up. Tries to help him run a relay race or marathon, I don't know, some school track and field event by lifting him up and like carrying him, and he trips over. He's always like making a mess around the house, and it, of course Sammy gets in trouble for it. Best friend Roxanne doesn't believe him. Parents don't believe him, his younger brother doesn't really believe him. Everyone at school is making fun of him because they, he has this imaginary friend um, who is actually real. And Brent's like, I don't know, I don't know how I got here. You know, my parents just left me here for some reason. Um, I'm just like you, I'm just a regular kid, but I'm invisible. And sort of two things going on during this. There's a science project that Roxanne and Sammy are doing on this haunted house that keeps getting mentioned. Also, his parents like research scientists, they're all working with light and lasers and molecules. I wonder if those two elements will play a part in the story. Yes, they will. Sammy's at the end of his rope when he tries to like get rid of like, he really forcefully tells Sammy like, he doesn't try to be his friend to be fair. Like he's from, from the get go, he's like, no, I don't want you in my life, go away. Brent, his invisible friend at one point gets like really like aggressive or like, and like threatens to throw him out a window or something. And then he's just like, oh, I'm just mucking around like friends do. But Sammy's like, ha <laughs> ha. Like he starts really, he's actually in danger. It's not just an inconvenience. He's like living with a psychopath. 
not quite a psychopath, but he's living with someone who's invisible and has anger issues. Anyway, they go, he goes with Roxanne to film this thing at the haunted house based on all these ghost legends that happened. And hey, what? There's this ghost there. And it's, it's doing all the things that it said it would in the, in the ghost legend, the stories. He's, the ghost is real. Ah, Roxanne's terrified. Sammy's terrified and he gets back home and Brent says, hey, yeah, no worries. I helped you out there. And he's like, what? Why didn't you tell me you're doing that? Anyway, I thought that event would have like a bigger, bigger impact in the, in the, in the plot. It doesn't really. It's just like another thing that like inconveniences Sammy because he genuinely scares him. He like, he really like almost hurts Roxanne. So I thought that was going to be like the, a big resolution, but it's not. It's just like another event. But anyway, I've mentioned it because, uh, uh it all becomes too much for Sa uh, Sammy's parents who were like, listen, we're going to take you to a doctor. You've been talking about this invisible friend for quite a long time. Even Roxanne, after this ghost incident in which she finds like proof that there's, you know, a ghost. It's like, oh, you're still talking about your invisible friend? Like, guess what, Roxanne? That ghost you just saw, which you're more than happy to believe in and readily accepted as real, is actually my invisible friend. Why will you believe in one and not the other? You just saw proof of the paranormal. Anyway, he's like, listen, don't take me to see a doctor. I can prove it <sighs> that I have an invisible friend. Earlier in the book, uh, Sammy's parents mentioned this light molecule detector a torch that shows molecules conveniently there's one in their house Conven conveniently conveniently the one house that has an invisible person living in it also has the equipment needed to detect invisible things and uh, he takes it up to his room with everyone watching and he flashes it on Brent who's hiding in the closet and lo and behold Brent is actually a monster or is he? You're a monster, I cried again. The molecule detector light shook in my trembling hand. I forced myself to hold the bright beam steady. That's why my parents made me invisible, Brent said softly. They thought I might survive if you couldn't see me. With my light still focused on him, Brent stepped toward me. I leapt back. What are you gonna do? Whoa, he's so ugly, Simon groaned. Simon's his younger brother. Yuck, he only has one head. And look, he has only has two arms and they're so short. He can't wrap his arms around and around himself. Everyone quiet, mum ordered. Brent, I've seen pictures of your species in textbook. Hmm, let me see, what are you called? I'm called a human, Brent answered shyly. That's right, Mum snapped her fingers. Now I remember, human. Yuck, Roxanne muttered, making a disgusted face. I know I'm ugly, Brent said sadly. That's why I didn't want you to see me. His voice trailed off. I stared at Brent in disbelief. A human, I'd never heard of one before. I tore my eyes away from him and turned to Dad. I know he's ugly, Dad, but I think I'd like to keep him. Can I? I'll take good care of him, I promise. No, I don't think so, Sammy. Dad studied Brent for a moment. I think we better take Brent to the zoo. Huh, the zoo, I cried. Why, Dad? Why does he have to live in a zoo? Well, he'll get much better care there, Dad answered. After all, humans are an endangered species. Ah, the twist there was that actually we were the monsters. Yeah, so I guess Brent has, no, I guess Sammy and his family and all his friends have like two heads and are like an alien species. And Brent is a human that would turn invisible. And, but on this world, humans are the aliens. Maybe, maybe you're the ugly one. Maybe society is, is, I think in the television adaption of this, you know, obviously it's revealed at the end that they're aliens with like multiple heads and multiple arms, but obviously the prosthetics budget couldn't handle that. So it's like, and obviously because it's television is a visual medium throughout the whole episode, you'd see these main characters, you see Sammy and Roxanne and they are just humans. So it's hard to adapt into a TV show, but at the end it's like, oh, what? He doesn't have 
an extra face on the back of his head or something, and that's like what makes them aliens not quite as striking as, as yeah, as 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 as. Um, yeah, it's I don't know, it's fine, it's fun. Like it works again, it works without the twist, I guess, in the sense that, you know, he 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 does have this problem that's that's plaguing him throughout the course of the events you know Sammy is the source of the, the conflict in this book I don't know it probably would have been more interesting if it was just like you just ditched the twist and it was like this actual like invisible friend and like really play up that dangerous side to him and like the psychotic side like I'm not gonna leave you like make him like really really psychotic but yeah just make him an invisible kid living with aliens it's fine it's okay sort of a cheap twist at the end but I'm cool with it overall it's a it's a it's an acceptable book but not crucial reading well that's all for me this week please join me next time which I discuss goosebumps number 58 deep trouble 2 but in the meantime thank you so much for watching and please for me just say stay spook just stay spooky